Hello, everybody. This is Robin Harris. I am a revolutionary, an activist, and a political candidate. Not right now, but um, uh, as you know, my race finished um, a little bit over a month ago. So I'm back at it, I'm thinking what my next phase is. And most likely, yes, I will run again, but I don't really want to think about that right now. But um, so we're just trying to um, figure out what the next steps are as far as an organizing, um, to what capacity and what, when and where and all that good stuff. But in the meantime, I'll just continue to talk and raise hell and of course speak out and speak truth to power to those things that, um, that I feel that need to be lifted up. So this broadcast, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Brett Kavanaugh. I actually had a chance to um, to attend the hearing, uh, some of the hearings on last week, and um, some of that the vote um, has been somewhat delayed or whatever. And I don't remember why actually at this moment, but um, so just kind of want to give some thoughts about that. I've done that on social media, and want to be sure that I'm speaking um, um, to every avenue that I have access to. So Brett Kavanaugh is a nominee, um, of course, of um, Mr. Trump's and people are kind of up in air about um, about um, about this nomination. Um, and, you know, rightfully so to a certain extent. Um, just a little bit about him. Brett Kavanaugh, he served on the Court of Appeals District of Columbia since 2006, and he was nominated by Donald Trump to be the next associate justice on the Supreme Court. And so when I was in D.C., you know, uh, I did try to speak to Kavanaugh supporters and um, I I asked them, you know, what, um, because this particular group was from Iowa and um, I thought, wow, okay, so what is it about um, Mr. Kavanaugh that you would like for us to know? What what makes you drive from Iowa to come and support him at, his, at, this, at these hearings and um, and I tried to preface that by saying I'm not trying to be ugly. I just would like to know, um, know that maybe we can find some commonality. And really, the only thing they could tell me, well, he's a good guy. You know, he's um, he's been married X amount of years. He's just an all around good guy. And um, okay, okay, that's <laughs> that's good. It um, may not be uh, enough for context or. Um, to satisfy the questions that are going on in people's minds, and it's not, it's and it's, and it's not what most people think. So anyway, that's basically all that they had to say uh, about him. And I and I believe um, at the beginning of some of the opening of the hearings, I think that's how they prefaced introducing him is talking about what a great family guy he was, and father, and coach, you know. So it kind of goes back to that, and and I don't like getting into that, but it goes back to that you know, left and right thing or this alt-right, you know, family, God, country, you know, um, type conversation. So Brett Kavanaugh, he definitely has a lot of conservative ideas. He would probably more, uh, more or less be um, anti-LGBT. Um, of course, he's anti-abortion. Uh, um, you know, there's all those things that most people on the left are um, are for 
that's where um, it, 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 we would say that he would be more conservative in his thinking. And um, what the fear is, is that that would be how he would um, display his, um, his justice rights, so to speak. So the big question, or not the big question, or the big argument has been, or the big concern has been this whole um, thing mostly around abortion. Or in most of us, um, there's been so many other things uh, about Brett Kavanaugh that are um, disturbing uh, to me as an African-American uh, woman. Um, we're going to come back to, the, of course, that um, that um, that whole, um, you know, reproductive thing or that. But um, I'm concerned about his um, his thinking, his um you know his uh, his politics around, uh, of course, ab uh, abortion not so much, but gay, but uh, LGBT rights, race. Um, you know, maybe the death penalty. But there's so many, there's so many, so many things. Um, gerrymandering. I mean, because you know, my my thing was what was in uh, on the uh, what was in on those 102,000 pages that they wanted to conceal from us. You know, some of that has been leaked since then because I'm I'm kind of broadcasting from uh, a week out of from from uh from my attendance at the hearings. So and you know now he has the these uh misconduct this sexual misconduct allegations. Um so there's all kinds of things that that kind of builds this um this narrative or or it builds this uh this image of him that's kind of frightful to um, those those of us who are uh, that may fit into those categories that can be infected because this is this is mind you this would be a lifetime appointment so we would be stuck with him for a very long time um, so there's some um, so there's a lot of issues um, so let's kind of um, I kind of want to lift up and talk about what. Where I where I kind of fit into this, so I was invited to come up to the hearings um, to kind of uh, to protest his stance, what his standings were, would be, and I wasn't really clear as to what. And that's a whole another story that that doesn't even really warrant a discussion. But um, came up with the group, and I was immediately turned off because their uh, entire conversation was basically about um, uh, abortion. Um, and I believe, yes, that every woman should have a, a right and a choice over her body to make decisions. Um, you know, I kind of get a little tired of the whole pro-choice, pro-life. And what I've been saying lately is it's the life of a choice that you make. Um, what are you going to do thereafter with the choice that, that you make? Um, so, but, um, we seem to, the day that I went, it seemed to be, Lots, lots of liberal, middle class, moderate white women um, that were outraged, enraged, uh, turned up about the possibility of abortion uh, being um, being at, um, under attack, and it got to be very concerning and annoying um, about uh, about this whole abortion thing, about Roe versus Wade, and. So I, I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. Roe versus Wade. You know what? 
what really, um, what does that really mean? What does that, what does that look like? Um, is Roe versus Wade, is it really under attack? Um, is Roe versus Wade going to be uh, overturned the next, um, the next day uh, if, um, if Kavanaugh is elected? And, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to downplay any of this, but um, just kind of want to, um, to talk about that because we, um, it, it, it's the, the political thinking and the political pushback on this um, is a little embarrassing, uh, so much so that I just kind of separated myself from them. You know, let me just talk a little bit about uh, Roe versus Wade. It's probably not in as much danger as we're making it out to be and or, or, or they're making it out to be because what, you know, and what my concern was the whole time I was there is that the, that the so-called left is playing into the hands of the right because you're, it's, you're one dimensional thinking. And that's, that's all that you're, that you're concerned about. Um, you know, you had uh, signs like I am the pro-life generation or, Abortion saved my life, and, um, and 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 I'm not knocking. Like I said, I'm not knocking any of that. I'm not judge. The judgment is not, but the politics around that and the uh, the one the the tunnel vision was quite disturbing. Um, you know, the Supreme Court would be reluctant to take away. That's a constitutional privacy right. Um, it 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 would take a lot. So contrary to what people are saying. Uh, Roe versus Wade is probably not doomed. And I'm just going to read a few, a few things here. Abortion will likely not be illegal in 20 states within 18 months. A new justice will certainly create a new balance in the court. Uh, absolutely. I, you know, of course, as I said in the beginning, it's going to set a different tone and different pace um, because the retiring justice was uh, Anthony Kennedy. Um, and now Chief Justice John Roberts is the median vote. But Roe will not be overturned just because there may be a new conservative majority on the court after President Donald Trump, um, you know, who, um, who who's making this announcement, who's deciding this. A little bit more. There are arguments for overturning Roe versus Wade. It was decided in 1973 on a shaky justification. The privacy right to an abortion does not explicitly appear in the Constitution, but it essentially radiates from the globe or the penumbra of its text. Controversial when it was decided, the reasoning in Roe remains as controversial today. Um, you know, I don't want to, because I'm not an expert at this, but it's kind of like one of those, it's settled, but of course then it's not. But it's 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 not going to happen first things, if even if he is elected. And again, um, I think that's where our states come in. We have to keep, um, uh, you know, ramrodding our um, our legislators. Um, you know, you have to make sure that um, that that you're um, that you're doing what you're what we need to do as 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 citizens as voters. Um, so let me let me look at this. Let me read something else again. It's also significant that Roe has has since been reaffirmed several times, including in 1991 in Planned Parenthood versus, in the case, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, which applied the principles of stare decisis to Roe versus Wade. And according to the Chief Justice, it 
it is itself a precedent of the court that is entitled to respect. And so that's what I was kind of thinking that it's probably a precedent. Uh, and so you don't just, um, just overturn it automatically like that. A judge with a mind to overrule Roe would have to confront not only Roe itself, but also its subsequent reaffirmation, including that in the, that in Casey. Of course, one criticism of Casey was that it paradoxically overruled Roe by substantially changing its framework, but then affirmed Roe. So, I mean, it'd be a lot to do. Um to overturn this, but now I want to segue into what my concerns were. It wasn't the hell with Roe versus Wade and, and all this because black women have been being aborted on or sterilized since slavery. And so my concerns were while I was there was this the, these these conversations that we aren't having that affects other oppressed people and we weren't having those conversations enough and it's it's the, to highlight choice uh is oppressive within itself um because certain groups of people don't have access to even receive an abortion unless it's done uh, improperly like it's been done since slavery so that whole language of choice Sometimes is it it overlooks um, it overlooks women of color it overlooks African women so um, and its choice is privilege because it's predominantly white middle class women who have the ability to choose you know which type or what type of reproductive op uh, options they have and it's not always available to us so that language or that conversation itself um, can be very um, brutalizing. Um, and so it's it's made this whole movement or so-called resistance, especially this past week, very sickening to me, because it it's it's led by again it's led by white women who don't have a clue um, or care or they don't care as to what the the body of the black women the black woman has gone through. So it's a very narrow conversation. Uh, and it it the whole agenda it just it it just it, it's it dilutes it um, because what they forget is that we have been the targets of sterilization or what what like we'd like to call sterilization abuse um, because they devalued us and there was a time when they they did not they meaning slave masters and owners they did not allow us to have the right to bear children or if there was a child born from rape of the slave master. It was ripped. It was ripped from. Um, it was ripped from the mother, or killed, or sold, or trans, or transported to another plantation. So when you go to talking about choice, that whole conversation is oppressive within itself. So I chose not to stand with them because that's that's not my um, that's not my fight. My fight is. Those that maybe want to have children, can it be, can, and this is what I even ask um, Kavanaugh supporters, can we agree that every child should have the right to be born into a clean and safe environment? 
they couldn't answer no. So the answer was yes. So then, so that opens up um, portals to be able to have other conversations. This is not just, and it shouldn't be just about um, abortion. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how come they couldn't get this. It's very exploitive. Um, and then, you know, we talk about, um, uh, you know, sometimes abortion can be felt uh, or, or it seems like a form of, of genocide because, um, you know, we, we, we talk about overpopulation and they target those conversations uh, towards your black and brown communities because uh, the birth rate, um, I guess, in their opinion, is is high. And, you know, I my father came from a family of 14. Uh, one of his sisters, one of my aunts, she she had 14 children. And one of my aunts, I think, had seven. So, you know, it's and I never heard them complain about uh, about that. I, if, if I'm correct, I believe one of my aunts said she wanted to be like her mom and, and have as many kids. So as, as her mom did, uh, my grandmother. So there's all these these conversations that, that we're not having and that we're not putting on the table. And so I, you know, I kind of I went stepped aside and went to Bill Nelson's office and say, hey, this is, I'm not sure whether this is part of the conversation that you're missing out on, but this is what I like to present because there's a history of eugenics, uh, you know, that's that's even linked to Planned Parenthood. So, and I'm not, and I'm not saying if you need to utilize those services that you shouldn't, but there's, there's all this, uh, I believe her name is Margaret Sanger, um, it's all this is is around this plan, this Planned Parenthood, this this attempt to uh, this attempt to uh, commit genocide against Black and Brown communities, or because of overpopulation. And and again, gynecology itself is rooted um, in abuse, misogyny, patriarchy. It's it is rooted in that. The father of, of gynecology, I think, is Marion Sims. He did horrible things to the black body. Um, do your research on Sarah Bartman. We have all these components that we're not talking about. And if you want to include it, we need to talk about reproductive justice um, as a whole. The things that the black woman's body has gone through and we're still going through. We still deal with. And those conversations were, were not being uh, lifted up. And so... Whenever you have a, a one-sided topic um, and you try to fight or try to make a resistance uh, message out of that, it, it doesn't work. It's not going to be successful. So um, it was very concerning to be in an atmosphere like that and hear these ignorant. I started calling them cornballs. Just you know, it 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 was it was very it was very embarrassing for me. We've got to talk about reproductive justice. Because it's a positive approach that links sexuality, health, and human rights to social justice. You know, and so what we want to do is, uh, I understand, you know, we should be creating social justice empowerment uh, movements so that we can create a pathway for self-determination, which goes back to, yes, women should have the choice over their bodies. They should have a choice, a choice. Uh, to select their healthcare providers, 
a choice to how they want to have their baby. Maybe she doesn't want to have a C-section if it's not, uh, you know, life threatening. Uh, you, where you want to have your baby. Maybe you don't want to go to a cold, uh, cold hospital. Maybe you want to have your baby at home. So there's all these things that, that aren't being decided, healthcare, um, safe and clean environment, all, all of these things. So we, we can't keep allowing the left to dominate this conversation. Um, this is this is a family matter. I mean, it, it, it goes back to even a living wage. It goes back to immigrant rights. It, it's so it's so much in this. Um, and we're and we're and we're forgetting it. The theory of reproductive justice was created because women of color were looking for a way to articulate the needs of our communities. One big group that that has really defined this so well for us is a. Uh, a group called Sister Song, and I had a chance to um, um, to actually meet them about I think a year or two ago. Um, it's it's, and I, I just want to read two things. Um, women need to be able to have the human right to decide if and when she will have a baby and the conditions under which she will give birth. Decide if she will not have a baby and her options for preventing her ending a pregnancy because you know sometimes especially black women are always told to abort their fetus if they're a certain age because the child could have down syndrome i had a friend to um to confide that with me and the and she she decided against that and there was nothing wrong with her child nothing wrong with her child so again it makes you think about this whole genocide thing so then that goes back to reproductive oppression and so actually this whole choice conversation, it's it's so oppressive that it's it's it it falls into that category. And let me just define what reproductive reproductive oppression is. Is the control and exploitation of women, girls, and individuals through our bodies, sexuality, labor, and reproduction. Now let me go back to that labor thing. Since slavery, you know, women were either raped. Uh, or experimented on, and when they had children, they, the whole the sole purpose for them to be impregnated was so that the so that the, so that the babies could grow up to work the land. That's what that was about. That's what the rape was about. It was it's all so this whole capitalist conversation comes comes into that as well. But it's reproductive oppression is a regulation of women and individuals, thus becomes a powerful strategic pathway to controlling entire communities. It involves systems of oppression that are based on race, ability, class, gender, sexuality, age, and immigration status. Reproductive oppression. These are the, just the few of the reasons why for an African woman, for a woman of color, we don't give a damn about white, women leading this so-called resistance. What do you think? Tell me what you think.